Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast, the official podcast of Pineland, broadcasting to you from an undisclosed location deep inside Pineland, where we discuss faith, family, finances, firearms, freedom, food, and everything else in between with those who believe in living free and living out the values that made this country free. Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast. My name is Paul LaFaver. I'm here with my Ranger buddy, Mike Blackburn. Today is Friday, the 25th of August, 2023. Uh, and, uh, I think it took us a while to get around to this topic. Uh, I think this is episode 78 or 80 or something like that. But uh, one, one thing that I've been wanting to go uh, into for a while is uh, the topic of evolution. Uh, and the reason why I want to do that is uh, interact with that, and and uh, I think we had uh, we looked for somebody that would you know be able to banter with us and talk about the ramifications of that and whether that's true or not, and and uh, we found a guy, so we uh, brought a guy out uh, into the G base. Uh, yeah, we, brought, we we found a, a, a you know a, a fellow uh, Pinelander who yeah. happened to be a subject matter expert. He's here. from Pineland. Um, and it's it's kind of funny because this topic and what we're today's topic uh, just just so everyone knows is is we're talking about evolution, mm. and um, it's I think there's a renewed interest um, recently. People are are starting to um, look at this a little closer, a little more critically. There's a lot of uh, science. There's a lot of really good, um, uh, you know, well educated PhD types that, that look at this. Um, and there's, there's a lot of problems with what I would call the, uh, current paradigm. Okay. Of the 14 billion year old universe. Okay. Uh, or whatever. So-called. Yeah. Or the, yeah. whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> that number is. Okay. Yeah. But I know it's, it's in the multitudes of billions and, so and, we wonder we're growing older every yeah, day. And, yeah, and, but you know, I, I there's a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, I, I just recently uh, saw something on YouTube. Uh, is Genesis history? Mm. Um, there was another great um, uh, movie I saw that somebody handed me, uh, provided me a CD of a. Uh, it, it talked about the universe and the problems with the stars and the ev- evidence uh, that we that we uh, astrologists and things like that are getting from that. So. This is a great topic. It's a lot of interest today, and uh, so let's bring in our guest, and, and let's get after it. Yeah, so, hey, Shane Anderson is today's guest. Uh, he is uh, Pinelander, uh, also, um, I think, former Army. Yeah, it's a warrior. A uh, warrior, uh, and someone is interested in evolution and pushing back, or not interested in it, but interested in pushing back on the the so-called facts of evolution, and he's uh, written a book called Common Sense Versus Evolution. So uh, welcome to the podcast uh, today, Shane. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Paul and Mike. Thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, loving Pinelander, and I'm uh, enjoying a, a hot cup of brew out of my uh, Pinelander podcast mug. Um, nice. Which is awesome, yes. It makes it taste better. <laughs> the the coffee always tastes better in a Pinelander <laughs> podcast mug. Hey, so, I have to agree. Shameless plug there. Yeah, so Shane, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me set this up for you. Uh, you have, uh, the subtitle of your book is called Can Common Sense Take Down the Idea of Evolution? Uh, and you say it can. And, you know, I totally agree with you. But I wonder mm-hmm. if you could just kind of uh, give us the the – uh, like the shot across the bow, like why would someone even want to listen to you for the next 50 minutes? Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I guess uh, right in the beginning, uh, the easiest way to do it is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. they, they talk about life coming, uh, by coming to existence on earth by the uh, process known as ibogenesis. And then in the definition it says, well, the details of this process are still unknown. The prevailing scientific hypothesis is that it happened. So um, all of the, there's over 150 uh, papers cited 
written by evolution scientists and uh, all of them state must have been, could have been, not sure how. And from that, it's like, all right, now that if you can't describe it or give me any type of proof, how can it win? And it can't. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it it's, it's, it's funny because when you really start looking at evolution, um, it requires quite a bit of faith, doesn't it? It requires more faith in believing in the creator God that created the uh, universe and everything in it. Mm. No, no doubt. And then you, uh, now in your book, you start with the theory of evolution. Obviously, not mm-hmm. everybody is savvy with that. I mean, it's, it's like uh, trying to nail jello to a wall. People, and, and, and you know, here's the other thing I think that it's kind of complicates the obvious, but it's, it's worth saying is evolution, isn't it? In, in most societies, it's just like taken as like, duh. You know, you know, in the culture today, it's like, of course. Well, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's why, why would you push back? Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. we're programmed, uh, to, uh, believe evolution up from, you know, the very beginning. Yeah. It's and, just, and it's well, always just, it's, it's always just thrown out there, thrown out there, thrown out there. Um, but when you, like when you said, when you really start looking at it, you start, you know, they don't, they don't have absolutely no answers for a lot mm. of the big questions. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, it, but they don't share that. It's just, um, and they don't, and they really don't like being challenged, do they? The evolutionists <laughs> no. do not like being challenged, which I, I find very curious. They don't really want to have a, you know, a healthy uh, debate on this topic either. Mm. Yeah. One of the things I found uh, the biggest pushback to my book was, am I a scientist? Is this book peer reviewed? Um what are my qualifications? The, the part that I thought was funny about that is I don't come at this book saying, hey, um, I'm so-and-so and evolution has faults. I take their studies, I researched, uh, read, and took their studies, and I'm simply showing where they can't connect A to C. B is missing. But yet mm. you have to you have to take as fact that B is there. I mean, it's kind of timely, but it's like if I said aliens uh, populated the Earth, I don't know how they got here or how they did it. But there's aliens and there's humans. So it had to have happened. And you can't teach anything else. It can only be this. That's and, and that's how evolution is taught in school. They they do not allow any other topic to be raised. And if a student mm. asks a question or something or a parent, they, they are ostracized or threatened. Yeah, no doubt. Or canceled. Yeah. yeah canceled if you're nowadays. in the, the scientific community, I've, I mean, I've read, uh, you know, uh, tons of news and articles about uh, or just known about, you know, scientists are like they come out in a good way uh, yes. and they, they come out for, you know, uh, intelligent design. Right, put it to put mm-hmm. a title on this, um, and then they're just looked at as some type of whack job, and that and they're uh, discredited, and 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 they'll go back and look at all of their writings and go, oh, let's just strip this person's uh, their work from their curriculum or or for their uh, their findings. You know, they're just kind of taken off the shelf. You know, why would yeah. they? Uh, stand against uh this so-called proven science yeah i mean uh, so yeah and i uh uh provide a link for the reader to go to uh a, a website to find these scientists that do believe in uh creation and um mm. and to read their papers and to see the proof that they have as well so now, if you, if you would just give us, um, you know, one of the highlights, if you would, of, of this argument. What, what's one of, like the, the one of the big problems that kind of pops out uh, to you, Shane, as far as the whole okay. evolution? I mean, uh, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I think. So, I mean, I kind of did a one over the world view from time zero to today. Um, and I know it's a it's a, a light read, but you had to 
you had to start at the beginning. Otherwise, there's no no point of moving on because if you just start where life began, you're that's uh you would be saying the first 10.2 billion years or 75% of history doesn't matter. Uh, so I think the two biggest things for me that you get out of uh, this book is that time zero, everybody believes in all the scientific community depend, uh, believe in the singularity. There's different ways, whether it's the big bang theory, the white hole theory, uh, theory, they all started at a, uh, basically a singularity and exploded outward. And so that right there shows that the universe was created, that it just, it wasn't here. Something created the universe. Once the universe was created, the first things that were created were the subatomic particles, uh, the atom, the proton, and the neutron, and they are perfect. There's never been a mistake found in them. They're, they're all uniform and size shape. Um, all the protons are positively charged, neutrons neutral and electrons negatively, and that they never lose that charge. And without those three subatomic particles, and since then they've, they've found even smaller building blocks, but nothing, nothing can be without those three. So how in that first um, millisecond or whatever measurement of time that you use could these three absolutely perfect particles be created that support all of life throughout the um, anaerobic and, and the oxygen breathing life. Without them, nothing is possible. So I think that's the, the biggest springboard to dive into the book with that right there. Now, are you have, have you seen is Genesis history by chance? Unfortunately, no, I haven't. Okay, and I bring that up because I mean that's. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about a movie. Um, yeah, the movie you're about the oh, okay, is no. Genesis history the movie? Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, Thomas Purifoy, uh looks like 2017 was when it was released. And uh, with that movie, and I saw that movie um, maybe a year ago, um, and it 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 uh, promotes the young Earth creationism uh, view. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, so there's a lot of what's kind of interesting is you know you have the you have the young Earth creationism uh, view, you have the biblical view of creation, if you will. Okay, just just like it's mm-hmm. written. And then there seems to be, and then of course you have evolution, okay, on on the far uh, other e- extreme, and then there seems to be, which which is kind of curious, a lot of the sort of in between folks, uh, where they say, well, you know, it was created, but they, they really didn't mean, and you know, in six days, uh, there weren't twenty four hour days, you know, maybe a day was mm-hmm. a was a billion years. I mean, you've, you're probably familiar with with some of these these theories yes. uh, and these Correct. arguments. Yes. What I really liked about the Genesis history uh, in that movie is it just took, it just said, "Hey, listen, this is what it says. This is what the Bible says, and let's look at if the science supports it." Mm-hmm. And uh, and I found that um, more honest, I guess, than some of the people that are trying to uh, you know find some sort of happy medium ground where they can just kind of uh, you know appease both groups, uh, <laughs> which I yeah. which I find yeah. very difficult to do. Yeah, yeah. You'll never appease, no matter how many uh, apologies or accessions you make. You'll never appease the one group. And if you can't take the Bible as God's word, uh, then you need to do your homework. And throughout the book, I talk that I'm not against science. I I'm very in favor of science because I think every uh, scientific discovery, whether it's archaeologists making new discoveries or uh, DNA, RNA, everything is pointing towards the creator. Uh, so I, I welcome every new scientific discovery. Yeah, well, so let me just throw this out. This is one of the things that came out that I, I found very interesting. And so when you, when you look at Genesis, um, obviously mm-hmm. uh, the, cre- the creation, um, 
was created mature. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Adam Adam was never born. You know, he wasn't. He didn't go through. Uh, he wasn't a child. Uh, right. You know, he, he was a mature man at, when he was created. And so, what the movie suggests, and of course, it just makes sense, is everything was created mature. So, when you go back, and I guess, and you um, let's just say you want to do carbon dating or whatever, um, the biblical account doesn't really. Um, challenge the fact that, you know, the rock uh, is mature. Uh, the tree is mature. The earth is mature because we know that creation um, was created in that state. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that or, or feedback uh, on that? I, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think, uh, I think carbon dating is... Uh, a tool that we are continually refining and learning about. Um, there are past uh, studies where they've carbon dated things and since found out that something was inputted wrong and the carbon dating has changed and it changes and, and, in favor of creationism. Yeah, and, and we're not talking about like minor changes of a few years either, are we? Right, no. I mean, they're like, oh, we were uh, a million years off here. Um, yeah. Right. Yes. The, the other uh, the other concept uh, that I wanted to run by you, uh, Shane, was uh, is the idea of epics. Uh, so, okay. you know, when you go to a, when you go to a museum, and you know you're looking at the the dinosaurs, for instance, mm-hmm. um, it's it's really hard to imagine um, that world, if you would. Um, being our world. It's almost like um, we're watching sort of a sci-fi movie. I mean, everything just looks different. The, the animals are different. The vegetation's different. Even the the way that they uh, depict the, the earth itself is, seems just so different than the kind of earth that we live in today. And what uh, the movie was talking about is the, is, the, is, is the fact that we look at everything in sort of the modern epic that we're in today, and we think that the way things are today is the way they've always been. And mm-hmm. what these, what these um, uh, per, uh, uh, specialists and, and, and um, educated people are, are, are suggesting is that, you know, you have the creation epic, and then mm-hmm. there was the uh, Eden, the Edenian, if you will, epic, uh, with the Garden of Eden in that time yeah. frame. The Edenic. Yeah. The Edenic, is, is that a better... Pronunciation, yep. uh, the antediluvian epic, right? The post-flood mm-hmm. epic, and then of course the modern epic that we are in today, and that the sort of the rules of nature, the laws of nature, are different mm-hmm. in each of these epics, and that we don't quite understand them. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, I honestly I, I don't think we can physically understand how everything looked from, because, I mean, you can look at uh, movies where they go out to Arizona and deserts and stuff, and they and they film Lars, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you can go down to the rainforest, and, and they're constantly finding new things, and you're like, wow, I, that, you know, that could be prehistoric uh, life and everything. So there there's so much life as we know it just now on earth that uh yeah a a guy like me that was raised on the east coast i couldn't understand what uh uh, the flyover countries look like or afghanistan look like until you see it and you're like it does look like a movie you take uh a guy from (laughs) new mexico and bring him out here to the east coast and he's like trees everything's green out here so I think, yeah, I'm with you on um, we we will never have all the answers. Um, we will try and do the best we can as Christians with uh, the information that we have. Uh, and the ones that believe in evolution are going to do the same thing and try and uh, show that we're crazy. Um, but unfortunately, they, they just have it wrong. Um, and I, 
don't like to try and think I know God's mind, but I, uh, with how everything looks different, you know, as you were saying with the dinosaurs and stuff, because, yeah, I mean, according to the Bible, there was giants and, and everything and, and the timelines that evolution comes up with, the first life can be, uh, I've found dates that are the same time as uh, the creation of the earth uh, and other ones that are much later. So they don't know. Is, isn't the, the problems, well, I mean, I would hate to be an evolutionist right now. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is because the, the, you know, we're getting, we're getting pretty intelligent and we're starting to dig up things and we're starting to discover things and, and everything, you know, the technology is just allowing us really to uh, be able to see things and experience things that, that we could only imagine in the past. Um, mm-hmm. And really what seems to be happening, uh, especially at a very rapid pace these days, is what we thought were just fables or stories, um, are, we're starting to realize that uh, wow, um, that really did happen. Um, there really is a Jericho. I mean, we 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 dug the thing up. I mean, isn't isn't one of the problems that the evolutionists are having is that the the more we dig and the more we discover and the more things that we create uh, to allow us uh, to discover things that we didn't know before is really proving the Bible right. Yeah, I totally agree. And they are uh, continually having to try and come up with a new. Uh, theory on why it's not what it is, even though, like you said, that the evidence, uh, whether it's carbon dating, that the description of it in the Bible, the location, everything is exact. And all their studies keep saying uh, maybe or possibly or, uh, yeah, it's uh, the more science discovers, the more it shows. And you will never have 100% total proof of God existing or God not existing. And that's, that's why we have faith. Uh, the day you figure that out is when you take your last breath and you're either present with the Lord or present with uh, uh, Hades. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a I mean, late it's, then, but. It seems to me it's really just kind of like that simple. I mean, Paul, I mean, you know, way in here, but I mean, to me, you have two camps. <clears throat> Yeah. You have those who believe in God and believe in you know what, what the Bible says, you know, and and you know the creation version mm-hmm. of, of our um, of our creation, the biblical account of creation, and then you really have, I think, the atheists, if if you will, and and their Darwinism and in evolution, um, and I think that's why it exists. I don't. I, I think that's. I mean, is, am I right yeah, there? I mean, correct. it's yes. Yeah, you can really just ask somebody, do you believe in creation and evolution and pretty much know a lot about them right there? Yeah, evolution was created to take God out of the picture so that there was no responsibility. Uh, that's awesome. That's no, right. Yeah. Yeah, hey, so Shane, I, I had I was going to say something just like that. So I had <laughs> uh, had a little story for you. Okay. Uh, there I am. Uh, I'm, I'm out at uh, Camp McCall. I'm an instructor out there. And uh, I was uh, not. I was doing some nefarious stuff to my former students who are listening. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I was a different guy then. I mean, my my approach to training was not that great. I threw a lot of Artie Sims. Uh, but there's one thing uh, that I did is I did believe in creation and I did believe in intelligent design. And I was struggling to kind of find, you know, the the good argument. And I remember being in the uh, Cadre Hooch at the time, and and uh, we were kind of uh, uh, bantering about evolution, you know, of all things, you know, of all the things you can talk about in the team room, uh, and that <laughs> came up, and and uh, so um, basically, somebody asked me, "Hey, Paul, do you uh, you know do you believe in creation?" And it was like you could hear a pin drop, and uh, you know, everybody just kind of you kind of. Back back then we had typewriters and stuff, and they're like you just kind of yeah. it's all still, and they and they just kind of lean in their ears in, and I said, oh yes, and uh, and they and uh, then I felt compelled to say, man is a rebel, you know, man on his own is a rebel, man without mm-hmm. God is a rebel, and he wants 
to take God out of the equation so that he is not responsible. So he doesn't have to, uh, you know, acknowledge that there's a God, that he's the creator, that he's the one who gives life, that he can just do whatever he wants. And then, and then there, you know, the ramification is, and then there's no sin. And then you can just kind of do whatever you want. And uh, that's the, the narrative that's, that everybody likes. I mean, come on. Who wants to, who wants to be, uh, you know, responsible for your, you know, to a creator and, and to, to live uh, under his rule and his reign and his, his, his law and his, I mean, that, that's, that's a lot of work there. And anyway, just that, that exactly, that happened, you know, and I saw Mm -hmm. people, uh, the room kind of just divided and over that. And I was, I noted like, wow, you know, these guys that we did the same training, we, we did this, we taught the same classes and, and that issue divided us. And this, this leads up to a question I've been wanting, I've been, uh, chomping uh-huh. at the bit to ask you. And, uh, you know, cause there's some guys out there. Most of the guys I think listen to our podcast. They're, uh, they're God fearing men. You know, they, they fear uh-huh. God, they hate evil. They're, they're like us. And so here's the question. What is the, what's the ramifications for not believing in creation? If you're a Christian, what does that matter? Oh, is, that, is that a deal breaker? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That, what, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I just tell you now, I believe in creation. I, right. I don't, I reject evolution, but there is uh, a, uh, I would say a minority of Christians that are trying to work in evolution and make it compatible with their belief in the, the inerrancy of scripture and, and, and maybe mm-hmm. not the inerrancy, but they're trying to, com- you know, make it compatible with their Christian faith. And, and, you know, I, I reject that, but I'm just saying, I just came out of the closet on that one, but what is the, what would you say that would be the ramifications for trying to do that? That, that is a great question. Uh, and I have seen Christians, that, that small sector trying to do that. And man, uh, I would hate to be one of them because honestly, I, I yeah. if you, if you're going to try and, well, uh, I think it's in John, he tells you don't add to or take away from God's word. Oh, yeah. And they, they are, however you want to look at it, adding to or taking away. They are not believing that what God has said is the truth. And if no you doubt. can wiggle away in to say, well, okay, maybe creation isn't as God said in the Bible then what's to stop you to say, well, uh, the Ten Commandments are a good guideline, but maybe I don't have to, you know, follow all of them. Yeah, what else? Or, yeah. Just yeah. It, pick I and think choose. It's a slippery slope. Yep. And I think, uh, I think that's a, a result of the, the deceiver getting in there. And then, um, yeah, wow. That's a good question. I, I just would not want to be in that position. Yeah, and the, the onus is on them to prove. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you you said it, because what they're calling into question is the inerrancy of Scripture. And what I mean, if you don't know what that means, it means that the Scripture is, is perfect in all its parts to include math and science and everything, science. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just going to, I'll go off on another limb. I'll go way out on the limb, you know, where it says the, the evening and the morning were the first day. I'm saying that's 24 hour days. So I'm, I'm, this is how dumb I am. God created everything in six literal 24 hour days, six 24 yeah. hour days. Yeah. A greater, so that, that's a greater, a greater light to rule the day and a lesser yeah. light to rule the night. And, and yeah. cause there's another, there's another branch of uh, another, I would say minority. I would say the minority view uh-huh. is people say, well, that's like, you know, a really long day. It's, it's, a, like, it's a, it's yeah. a heavenly day. Yeah, and they, they use mean, scriptures to, to, to try yes, to prove yeah. that, you know, they have... It's, like it's like these Christians that want, like they have a lot of uh, college professor friends, yeah, and uh-huh. they, they want to still be invited to the dinner party. That's it. <laughs> right? Yep. I mean, it's... it's exactly. they, want of, to seem, they want to seem intellectual. Yeah, you know. Still. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't believe in that six-day creation. There's no science for that. But here's the problem, and I think we, we touched on it a little bit, and that is the fact that... Um, that that evolution uh, crowd 
does not like to be challenged with the science today. Um, right. Because there's mm-hmm. just there's too many big problems that are people are asking really hard questions and they don't have answers for them. Yeah, and then you're by your questioning that you're you're uh, you know you're, well, you're, you're subject you're, to be discredited. You are completely upended. You are completely yeah. upending their entire worldview. Yeah, and they're how like, hey, everything works. Yeah, we, they're like, hey, look, we did away with the Bible's inerrancy during the Enlightenment, right? And then uh-huh. uh, Charles, Charles, old Chucky came along, and 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 just showed, hey, the Bible is nonsense, and and this, that, and the other, and and that, so you you're just like a Neanderthal if you believe what right. the Bible says. I mean, that's yeah. part of the argument, right? Yeah, yeah, you're uneducated if you can't see the uh, intellect of evolution. Yeah, and, um, Shane, and, and Shane, you got you got kids. Yes. So yes. how do you? School age. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so how how what, what, what's so okay? What here's the here's the good question. Okay. So what are parents to do? Because you know they're going to get they're going to get the whole mm-hmm. evolution stuff in school. Okay. How how are mm-hmm. how are you preparing your your kids for, you know the evol you know the uh, evolution onslaught that they're going to get in the public school system. Yeah, I, I mean it's kind of simple. It's uh, don't be afraid to question everything. Um, if if somebody's telling you something is is a scientific theory and it's fact, uh, that right there is a false statement. The scientific theory is never completely proven. The evidence gets closer and closer and closer to proving it. Uh, but you can even look up gravity. I mean, gravity is we know it's real and we know it's there, but it's it's still the theory of, of gravity. Um, when, when you're challenged with something, explore it. Um, don't, you know, you don't have to take my word. You can explore it on your own. You can read either the books, uh, that many people have written out there, mine, um, the scientific papers, but make sure that you read the Bible as well, uh, and compare it. And in God's word, he lays it all out. Science is the sign evolution, believe it or not, follows creation on the first day. Yeah. If you if you mark down the, the, the six days of creation, the seventh day rested, and then, which I did in the book, and you go down and you see what has evolved in what timelines, it's exactly what God said. You know? No it's, doubt. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think. That, that's how I would do it. So it seems like the uh, you know the, the Christians that are adapting uh, to the culture, uh, they're doing that so uh, they can maybe reach. I, I can see how you know some Christians want to reach uh, the culture or um, uh, you can't bend your faith though to reach the the lost. You gotta, right? Yeah. If, yeah, you, you can't start bending. You're gonna yes, break. you're gonna bend. You're gonna break. That's absolutely right. And then, you know, something I, I kind of started down the road before is, you know, uh, and I've discovered this, and I know you have too, is uh, if there is no uh, intelligent design, if, God, if God's word is not telling us the truth that he did not create a literal atom in a, in a, uh, on, on the sixth day, uh, then uh, the atom-Christ the parallel is dissolved. And I just, let me just, I want to read this passage and just want you to comment on this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Romans uh, chapter five, verse 12, it tells us, therefore, this is the apostle Paul saying, therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned for to the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed, for there is no law. And, and I just wanted to harp on this, uh, that you know, this is the, the proof text for the so-called uh, Christ-Adam parallel, and, and that's what the apostle is drawing is, you know, sin entered the world through Adam. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's been understood in, you know, really one main way is uh, uh, corporately, corporately, you know, we were all in Adam. Uh, and so that is like the, you know, he was the, the federal head of humanity, and uh, so uh, by 
uh, just simple course of generation, you know, down the generations, you know, all our DNA in one sense was kind of in this first man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not only that, but spiritually, you know, the Bible talks about that spiritually, physically, in one sense. I mean, if you want to get crude, we were, we were in him in one sense, in his mm-hmm. uh, male part, right, in a you know, biological right. sense. Uh, but, you know, more, moreover, spiritually is, uh, you know, when he sinned, you know, we, we sinned in him. And so here's my, here's my thing. If we say there was no Adam, you know, that the God, the Lord didn't create uh, a real literal man named Adam, uh, mm-hmm. then uh, this passage that the apostle is telling us, he's trying to show us that uh, sin was imputed to the whole human race. So we're all guilty of being sinners. We're all fallen in sin. Uh, then this passage would be erased. It wouldn't make any sense. Uh, there would be yeah. the the uh, then the Son of God who assumed uh, humanity, oh, assumed yeah. flesh. Then then the un uh, assumed is the unredeemed. Then then, yeah. then what is he redeeming? If he has no taking on of true humanity, with with uh, and being the second Adam, and that's and I hope I mean I think you're on the same board with that, but. Isn't yes. that doesn't that just destroy evolution? Just destroys this Adam Christ parallel. Isn't that true? Yeah, that is definitely true. And uh, if there's no Adam, how cruel is God that He sent Jesus yeah. to get slaughtered for no reason? Exactly. I mean, that that is true. And I like the the passage um, at the end of my book. I put it in there. Romans one twenty, and this is from the New King James Version, uh, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that the so that they are without excuse. Mm. Um, so he puts it everywhere. And I mean, if you if you go to a creek, a pond, a water, and you see the sun, you see bacteria, the first uh, single cell uh, life form according to evolution and to think that that is my ancestor uh, I just I can't yeah. I, I can't get on board with that and then uh, to say that uh, natural selection and evolution is defined as uh, promoting life and, and moving to the next form and a bacteria conquered the earth there was no environment uh that it couldn't survive in the hot uh springs of primordial soup early earth to the coldest antarctic regions everything it can it can eat nuclear waste and survive so why the need for evolution if evolution is to forward and better life bacteria conquered the world Mm. there'd be no need for the next thing and Every step that evolution takes makes life more complicated mm. and creates prey to feed on the previous life form. So that's kind of scary. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and uh, not to mention, I didn't even go here yet, but just the idea, the premise of evolution is, you know, the survival of the fittest. So uh, this, the evolutionary idea is, uh, you know, dog eat dog. So there's, yeah. there's not just the, the idea of the evolutionary premises. Hey, if you're in my way and you got what I want, I'm just going to take you out. And uh, so that's, <laughs> that's okay because you're weak and I, I'm just going to do it. And so you, you have, uh, it's like, there's, what's the moral grounding of evolution? I mean, if you, if you want to, if you want to go there, oh, yeah. it's like, well, then who cares who says what's right? It's just mm-hmm. a, a herd instinct. So I can just yeah, do whatever exactly. I want. I can, and then that's just going to have to be okay with it's you. Sort of, sort of a, and it's your, a bully, it's, a, it's sort of a bully environment. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we're all here. Evolutionists say we're just here by accident and it just kind of happened. It's random mutation. So I'm just randomly going to do whatever I want. And if you don't like it, that's just too bad. Yeah, what, just, can, yeah, yeah. What, what can you do about survival it? of the yeah. fittest, bro? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there, and there is some of that. I mean, we do know that there's Correct. Yeah. natural selection even, within species. Yeah, and, and if if that is the law of the land, how how do you, you accommodate for that uh, feeling of guilt? 
Mm. I mean, whether mm-hmm. you're saved or not, I mean, there could be a hardcore atheist, and there's plenty of them that have said, yeah, I, I, I feel guilty if I do certain things, X, Y, it, you know. Um, so that's in our soul, placed mm. there, right or wrong, by the, the creator. No doubt. We, we, uh, cause we're made in the image of God. Uh, yes. we have a conscience, we have a soul and, uh, yeah, we, we know if something's done right or wrong. And even if someone is, you know, a sociopath, maybe that, you know, that part of them is, is sleeping, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's still there. Absolutely right. Yeah, it's, and, and the Bible says the more you ignore it, the, the less you'll hear it. So, yeah. and I, um, I can't speak for everybody out there different issues and so forth but it could be that that person kept ignoring it ignoring it ignoring it and it, they can't hear that voice anymore and so they they don't understand um yeah it's it's but that the, the, everybody knows that that's <laughs> that it's just not a, a free-for-all down in their soul somewhere they know that, that that's why everybody's trying to fill a hole with something um and whether it's more goodies uh, i got the most toys or something that there's something missing in their soul and for those who haven't found christ and haven't understood it they don't realize that that's it um and i mean it it sounds like a broken record but you're right yeah if without christ you're going to do all kinds of things to try and replace it um, like creating the story of evolution. And yeah. I, I, I know I'll get jumped on for this one, but one of the first things that I thought of uh, I, when I started to write the book, but I mean, even as a young kid, when they first started teaching evolution, Darwinism, the, uh, the birds, their beaks changed, the finches, because they needed a uh, food source. When they got to a new island, they couldn't, feed in the crevices or whatever with the old beak well my thought as a little kid was well why didn't they fly back to their home island why would they stay there and eventually some of them starved and croaked and you know until supposedly this evolutionary trait produced one beak that fit in the crevice and then that uh abnormally had to find a, a male or female partner to mate with to carry that trait for it just right mm. from there i was like that, that if you flew there and, and you can't feed i'm gonna go back to where i know where i can feed i, yeah. I just I, that was the i guess the first eye opener like the question that, and the first gun. question that popped to mind there yeah, the, yeah. hey so uh, segueing on that last uh bit that i had is um this is the other thing i that you know this is common sense uh, if there were billions and billions of years prior to God making, uh, at, or, or look, if there um, or just like this, we just looked at sin, right? Mm-hmm. If uh, there was no original sin, right, then mm-hmm. uh, the idea that you have to take on as uh, a Christian that is uh, espousing evolutionary theory is there was death before original sin. Oh, yes, yeah. Because you have to yeah. say, well, there was just, you know, uh, d- dying everywhere, mm-hmm. and death occurred, and then you had Adam and all that. But that that's, how would that, how would death be introduced without sin? That That's really the onus is, lies on the evolutionist to prove that, mm-hmm. to, to argue that. But, well, it's, the other thing, you know, the other thing that popped to my mind when you were talking about the, the beaks and the birds and things was, I was just thinking about dog breeding. Um, mm. We haven't really been doing that for that long. Um, right. I, you know, I'm not sure when the first, you know, dog was, you know, man said, hey, maybe we can get the dog to do this and do that, and let's, you know, let's mix these two together and see what the puppy looks the like. The big and, one and the small one. And, you know, <laughs> if you look at if you look at the various um, different types of canines that we possess today, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, uh you know, uh-huh. Dachshunds, for instance, uh, I think uh, Paul, you mentioned a dachshund. Um, you know, th- those were badger hunters, I believe. I read where they yeah. they'd, they'd stick them on their back, right? They'd slide them into the badger hole. Yeah, they'd yeah. hold on to the the dachshund's tail, 
the dachshund was to you know get a get a hold of that badger, okay, with his jaws. Uh-huh. The owner would jerk the the dachshund out by his tail and then beat the badger. I mean this, but the dachshund was <laughs> the, the dachshund was, or something like that. Okay? Uh, yeah, it but these right. but these dogs were uh, bred to perform uh, various mm-hmm. tasks, whether it was yeah. uh, you know herding goats or sheep or whatever. And and man has been playing with the canine species for not that long. Mm-hmm. So one of the problems that I see with with the evolution argument, of course, is is this this whole idea that small change over long periods of time, mm-hmm. uh, and everything has to be like that. Everything has to be very minute, small, little changes over long periods of time. Um, but my own observation tells me that we can do some pretty significant changes over a very short period of time. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, when we get involved, yes, uh, like you're saying with all the dog species, and I, I do uh, address it when they talk about those changes. Now, when when we get involved and, and we can pair them up, but I mean, when you think about, um, and I try and keep it very light in this book, because I mean, you could go down such rabbit holes uh, with just DNA. So when they, when you look at the sequence in DNA, and you're talking about a whale, and they like to say that the nostrils migrated up the face to the head to form the blowhole, the the, um, amount of minute changes that have to occur just to to change one blood vessel or one piece of bone to move that, uh, and it happened in the timeline, it just doesn't match up. And then, you know, you've got to have, uh, for some reason, evolution thought to make male and female. Uh, now, if you're at one stage of evolution, you have to have a, if you're a male, have to have a female at that other stage to be able to pass on that mutation. And it, it, with, basically, it boils down to everything you said, Paul, it, it's sin. Um, without a re- uh sin to explain that away then it gives them the right to do anything but mm-hmm. yeah. sin entered the world we are um we are all sinners uh and that 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 that's that's it in a nutshell without sin anything's possible that's it evolution I'm... yeah whatever you want to be uh pond scum or yeah. half man half horse um well you know that, that's not it you know, it, it, it's, that seems like attractive until you start like experiencing it. Like, I think, like, I think today yeah. people are, I think today people are kind of, you know, I grew up when I was a kid, I lived in San Francisco. Uh, Sorry to hear that. Well, it was, I, I'll be honest with you. When I was a kid, San Francisco <laughs> yeah, was, was I'm amazing. Joking. Okay? Yes. It is we, a beautiful town. We had it a, really we is. had a, uh, you know, brand new thing out there known as the Bay Area Rapid Transit, you know, BART. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It was clean. It, it ran on time. It was inexpensive. Uh, I could zip across the bay with very little money. I could ride uh, trolley cars up and down the hills for you know fifteen cents all damn day long. I could hang out in the wharf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you went to San Francisco today, um, well, I mean, pe- people are are leaving San Francisco in droves. Businesses are closing down. They don't even want to do business there anymore. I mean, it's, it's a disgrace. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I think I think the idea of this sort of anything goes sounds really attractive until you start living in that world. And then you, yeah. you, you start thinking, Mike, where's the order? <laughs> I mean, we need some order here. This is horrible. Yeah. And so I, I understand like the, the, um, the allure, if you will, of this, this sort of no consequence life that mm-hmm. people, you know, think that they want un- until you get there. And then you're, then you're like, I kind of want a little order here. I kind of want a little, I want some rules. Um, and then it's like, okay, well, where do we get our rules from? You know, who's going to make the rules? And that's kind of where we're, I think that's kind of where we're at today. And I think, you know, a lot of people are rediscovering the fact that we've been fed a line of crap here for a while, uh, several decades now. 
Um, and this stuff's just not working out. It's not everything that they promised. You know, this utopia hasn't quite materialized yet. And so yeah. your book is sort of really kind of, in my mind, kind of getting to the heart of this thing, which is the first thing we need to do is kind of tear down their their false uh, foundation, which is this whole evolution argument. It's just nonsense. And uh-huh. uh, what else are you working on, Shane? I mean, is there something else? I mean, obviously this was like the, the you know, a big topic, and I'm glad you, you tackled this, but is there something else that's kind of like popping out that, you know, today that probably needs to get addressed? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of avenues I could, I could go down, but I, I think I'm um, being led to kind of stay on the, uh, the evolution uh, topic. And instead of just trying to send shots across the bow on a bunch of different topics, mm-hmm. uh, to really focus and um, bring up, different uh, subjects within the evolutionist argument. Uh, just really get in, just really get, out. get in the yeah. weeds there a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just, Gotta flush it out uh, a bit. When I wrote it, uh, it, it is such a uh, over, like there was parts where I had to draw, uh, pull back and be like, okay, that's too much into the weeds and, and stuff. So I would like to go back and uh, maybe make it a series and start taking different parts of it and subjects and just kind of doing a, a more of a deep dive and, uh, and being, so this one, I, I brought, uh, I, everybody by reading it within the first, uh, chapter to you, it's obvious that I'm saying, Hey, is it the result of a creator or is it the result of evolution? I bring the evidence of the creator more and more throughout. And at the end of the book, there's a call to uh, prayer. Uh, or call to salvation. I mean, and um, and I fully disclose my my faith, and and also um, on the future books, I want to now that I've said who I am and everything, and everybody knows. Then uh, right from the get go, I can start saying, hey, either by this scripture or you know, sin uh, entered the world and that created this or that, or you know, people like to say. Um, it, about the Bible not being true and that it's the utopia like you were leaning to and the uh, disciples, well, they tried the utopia and that didn't work because it all boils down to sin, uh, greed, and free will. I mean, God could have just made us mindless robots, but he gave us free will. Once we have free will and sin, we're never going to have the Garden of Eden, you know, lifestyle so to speak or that mindset it's always going to be what can i get you know i got to get mine um and if you're a christian hopefully you're not thinking that way hopefully you're like hey um you know let's do what we can to to build each other up and you know that's that's my thought on it i liked how you brought the sin in it because that that's it without sin is is the pinpoint of how it all changed either <laughs> either yeah. go one way or the other i mean that was the uh, the first line really begins with that question you know did god mm-hmm. really say and mm-hmm. so you you have you know did god really say you can't eat of the okay. uh of yeah. the, the, fruit. the fruit of this tree, tree of uh of the knowledge of good and evil and and uh you know uh i wanted to bring this out too is in a uh a 2019 pew research uh survey asked how, how highly how highly religious Americans view evolution. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the findings were of this 2019 survey that uh, only 66% took a creationist stance. Uh, hmm. that, uh, and I think that, I, that shocks me. And I think yeah. that would be a lower percentage today. I would just, yeah, you know, I'm an alarmist and... But uh, you know Debbie Downer here, but I think, I think they're the, the and the sad thing is as Christians kowtow to these scientific speculations, you know as we genuflect towards Darwin, instead of the Word of God, instead of honoring the Word of God, we were what we're doing is we're undermining the authority of the Scripture. We're losing credibility. We're disrespecting Christ. We're saying that you know God's Word isn't true, and then we're trying to 
you know, have, find a, you know, some kind of happy medium with the world. And the world, I think the world just laughs. Mm-hmm. They, they laugh at it. That the, and the, the, the idea is because I think why people are doing that, why believers are doing that is they, they want to fit in. They don't want to get discredited. They don't want to get mm-hmm. canceled, you know, but you, like you said, yeah. you gotta, you gotta take a stand. I think, uh, this is a very important topic and, you know, and all the, uh, I went going to seminary. I remember one of my professors uh, told me something that rings true. He says, all the arguments in the world, all these, they all begin in Genesis. Everything. You think all mm-hmm. the big topics that are right there in Genesis. The answers, you know, like Ken Ham says, the answers right. in Genesis is right there. And, and uh, so if, uh, you know, if God didn't create man in his own image, then we're just free to, create ourselves in our own image and do whatever we want. Who cares? And it was just a big accident. Sorry, your, your child died. It was just random. Yeah. And then right. who cares? There's no right. order. And so the sooner yeah. that it's, it's so important. I think I just want to impress us upon our listeners is this is not just some kind of, you know, backwater back alley topic. This is, this is important. This is a central topic that I think that we need to, to acknowledge because once we let this go, then, like we, you said, you can let anything else go. Yeah, we, 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 we bring up Jordan Peterson once in a while uh, on, on the podcast. And um, for, for those familiar with him, he likes to delve into uh, Genesis. And uh, his latest project was Exodus. But I was, I was listening to his panel on Exodus uh, the other day. And one of the, something that really struck me that he came out with was uh, one of his uh, guests was uh, the fact that the first five books, uh, especially Genesis and Exodus, um, are really the foundation, uh, the underpinning for Western civilization. And I hadn't really thought about that uh, until that was said. So when you can when you can wipe away the creation account and the um, the lessons that that we uh, uh, gather from Exodus. Um, you really that that is our underpinnings for Western civilization. It's it's who we are. It's it's how we how, how our culture works. It's how we think. It's how we our our laws, uh, our ideas of right and wrong, and everything. Uh, so it I, I think it doesn't surprise anyone that uh, these things are in, under constant attack. And if um, if we if we do want to um, continue on, if we think Western civilization is something worth saving um we do need to get back to we need to get smart we need to we need to, we need to learn to start defending uh, who we are and what our beliefs are and why we believe what we believe mm. yeah, well said. Uh, yeah mm. absolutely I agree with that and i mean if you think of evolution uh pushing the life forward i mean when, think of photosynthesis plants and and everything get their their food, their everything from the sun. I mean, why didn't that trait get pushed on for the rest of evolution? I mean, we wouldn't have to have a grocery store. We could just go outside and cut the grass and we'd be fed. I mean, granted, we'd miss the, the glorious taste of a well-grilled ribeye or steamed lobster yeah. uh, or ranch dressing, mm, uh, nice. but good mm. Lord. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. For some dinner after that. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this, um, like I said, this central, I know that you think this is central. That's why you spent all the time mm-hmm. doing the research. Uh, you wrote a fine book, Common Sense versus Evolution. It's available on Barnes & Noble and wherever. Amazon. You get your book, Amazon. Anywhere but, you buy books. Yeah. But, uh, my friend, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today, Shane. Shane Anderson. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. I, I'm sure we're going to have lots of time, to, uh, lots of other you know, future topics. This is a you know, hot topic. So yes. uh, my friends out there in Pineland, uh, believe in the word of God. Uh, it's inerrant in all its parts, including science, as uh, Shane has shown in his book. So God bless you guys. And uh, Shane, look Thank forward you. to having you on the podcast again. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Pinelander Podcast. If you enjoy our unique content, please consider supporting our sponsors. Soft News, providing special operations news from around the world, 
It's where Paul and I go to keep abreast of what's going on within the soft community. Check them out at soft.news. Blacksmith Publishing. Been serving the warrior class since 2013. They have great titles written for warriors, by warriors. If you're looking for excellent reference material or just want to unwind with a great novel, be sure to check out the bookstore located at blacksmithpublishing.com. And if you're looking for some cool Pinelander apparel, head on over to the General Store located at pinelandergeneralstore.com. That's all one word, pinelandergeneralstore.com. Have a great selection of shirts, hats, jackets, sweaters, stickers, patches, artwork, and a whole lot more. Check out the store at pinelandergeneralstore.com. If you're interested in helping develop our country's next generation of warriors, uh, please consider donating to the American Agogi Project. The mission of the project is to foster an environment producing able-bodied citizen warrior men of fine character. And we'll be officially launching the project in 2023 in celebration of uh, Blacksmith Publishing's 10th anniversary. Until our next meeting, stay mentally and tactically smart, physically and spiritually strong, and socially astute. To each other, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. May God continue to bless Pineland.